0: Lord take the wheel,
1: Jesus take the wheel Wow, that song was too popular
2: Oh, that is weirdly... (laughs) Good?
1: That's good (laughs) It was really good (laughs) Are you kidding me? Shayla was totally show choir I
2: I was not show choir We just won state, okay?
1: In show choir?
2: No, I didn't do show choir, Uh I wasn't a nerd
1: (gasps) Oh, you, that's recorded
2: What? Nerds are cool
1: Nerds are awesome And I think with that, we'll just do our little intro Sure, okay People of Creston City, people of every, everywhere around the world, this is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy.
2: My name is Arthur Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just
1: talk in circles for a little bit. <laughs> let talk in circles, yeah. just shoot the breeze a little. Yeah. Now they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are and say, hey, that is a good person.
2: A lot of people say home is, home
0: is
1: where the heart is but my heart's in many places it's just i don't know where home is welcome to homeless but human a christ in the city podcast where we talk about how to step out of your comfort zone and serve the poor wherever you live i'm your host blake brouillette managing director at christ in the city and with me is my co-host
2: hi my name is shayla elm and i'm the community engagement manager here at christ in the city
1: and we have a recurring guest, our homeless outreach director, Sam. Welcome back.
2: Welcome back, L. Samuel. Well,
1: thank you very much. It's good to be back. <laughs> Today, we brought Sam back on to answer one of those very common questions Should I give money to the homeless?
2: Yeah. And I think before we get started, kind of like actually diving into it, we have a verse that I think can be the backbone of today's podcast. So I'd like to read that before we, we jump right in. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. And The verse goes like this. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I'll read it again. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. I think this is very important. This verse specifically to be kind of the, the guiding light for our podcast today, because we're going to be talking about giving and putting ourselves out there. And especially when it comes to approaching the homeless. And this just like causes me to kind of think back to when I was first starting to like recognize the homeless. And I, I I even remember just thinking like, is that person just like scamming me? Or like, what are they actually going to use that money for? Is that money going to be used for drugs or other things that like, I don't know where my money would go if I gave it to them. Why, why don't they just go and get a job? And I think these questions are kind of hard questions to even voice just because They just seem really almost like brunt and kind of like brutal questions. Totally.
0: I mean, I I even feel like a little embarrassed to even be thinking them or feeling the way I am. So I, you know, I try to ignore it. But the Mm -hmm. fact is, it's like those questions are there. Oh, yeah. Even for all of us, right, who have been at Christ in the City. It's complicated. It's great. People are out there for different reasons. I've met a lot of people who are in serious need. Mm -hmm. And admittedly, I, I, I roll up to that stop sign or whatever, and I'm thinking... This person doesn't need money. Mm. Um, they want to use it for something selfish. And in some cases that, that could be true. But I, I walk into that situation with that assumption. So I just noticed that first of all. Mm-hmm. But speaking into the other side of it, we don't really know what they need or, or what they're going to do with money. Mm. And it the possibility of that asking getting abused or, or that gift being abused, excuse me, uh, is a real risk
1: so from from our standpoint you know um we you pull up to again we'll use the stoplight and someone's someone's flying the sign you know and it says all sorts of things need need food need water like i mean I'll, i'll we'll play this part like do they actually need food or water like could that money like is it possible that what's on their sign is what they're wanting definitely
0: Definitely. I actually know people who um, have rolled rolling up to a stoplight and a woman was trying to buy a bus ticket to get uh, back home and Mm -hmm. she only had about 30 more dollars. And this person like drove her to the bus station, made the rest of the purchase and she got on the bus right then and there. It was like, whoa, providentially this woman was willing to give this person needed it and made it
1: happen. So, I I mean, I think definitely any rough guesses or maybe Shayla, like how many people actually give like out of the cars that pass and look them in the eyes? I mean, I feel like it has to be very small. Uh,
0: I I mean, it depends on the day, but actually I've been surprised how much is given. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of speaking into the issue from another side, which is what we want to do today. We, we don't want to, we want to speak into both sides of the issue, leave people in a place of good discernment so that they can make a good decision in the moment. But I I talked to one of our friends on the street and he said that he had earned $400 uh, that day begging at the street corner. Mm. I was like, whoa, that's more than I make, you know, uh, (laughs) this full-time job. So I was surprised to hear that. I think a mentality I've actually run into quite a bit is that this might be the way that they get their income that they uh, want. And so for them, it's almost like work time. And there's even, like, territories, too. Like, people fight over corners. Um, oh, yeah. You know, those long stoplights off the highway are uh, pretty valuable.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to, like, what... But there is there is a side of it, too. Like, you don't always know where your dollar's going. You don't always know, especially if, you, if you're if you meeting that person for the first time, you don't know exactly what they're going to spend the money on. I mean, for that one case, you said he had made $400 in, in a day. That's plenty of food for... Or plenty of... Wa- plenty of money for Mm -hmm. food or water for the day and so there's going to be extra and even then you don't quite know where your money's going so totally people I know I've uh, had quite a few people reach out to to me as well like including volunteers people that walk through our doors and asking about that too like well so you don't hand out money so like why not or what what's the reason behind that yeah, so just, like, to think about that side of the coin, too. Like, you don't quite know where your money's going. How how are we supposed to re- respond in in that sense, like, when you don't know what, should we, should we give money at all? Like, should that be a question that we ask?
0: Oh, totally. I mean, it's fair to ask, like, what, what is this gift going to be used mm-hmm. for? I mean, nobody wants to be taken advantage of. No one wants to contribute to bad habits. Mm-hmm. The, the reality is a lot of our friends on the street do have some sort of addiction to to drugs or alcohol, and the reality is they're going to find a way to get it, just like anybody who struggles with addiction will. So there is a real, a real risk there, and there isn't an easy answer as to whether I should give money or not. People know at this point we like to focus on this uh, more spiritual poverty, this poverty of loneliness, and that's something I like to focus on, whether I'm giving something monetarily or not. That in whatever setting that is, whether I choose to give or don't, that it includes some level of encounter uh, to the human person in front of me. Mm. My my own um, approach with my wife Anna, uh, we we put money aside every month uh, for the poor, and it's just uh, a bucket of money that um, we just know at the beginning of the month, like this is going to the poor in some way. And usually that takes the form of like taking people out to lunch or coffee or a movie. I, like two weeks ago, we went over to um, her friend Alan's house and we made brunch and we bought a bunch of eggs and bacon and expensive oh, nice. drinks yeah. and stuff. And once in a while, you know, pay for a housing bill or, or something like something like that. But at least for us, that, that makes it easier to be a little bit more detached from our money and, and be like, this belongs to the poor. And whatever way that comes up, sort of trusting that God's going to bring up a need in in the moment. Mm -hmm. For me, though, uh, it's a little bit easier to let go of that money because it is in this special bucket for the poor. Mm.
2: Um, Yeah, I think that's really cool because even like you talking about giving um, money or like buying groceries or whatever it might be to the people you're, you were just specifically mentioning, those are people that sounds like you already have relationships with. And I think that is very important to like, you know, that person maybe before you're giving them something like money and you get to, got to know them first. And that, that is a huge part of thinking about gift to someone, um, giving a good gift to someone is knowing them first. I mean, I even think about like our family and friends, we give them a gift that we think they might like because we know them and we love them. Um, and so like your friend, Alan, that you made brunch for, you knew that he would probably love brunch. Maybe he loves bacon. I don't know, but you knew that first and then you were able to give a good gift to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think knowing the person that you're giving to that helps you know kind of what your money, where your money is going mm-hmm. um, and that you're confident that you're not contributing to something that's ultimately um, hurting the person. Mm. But that kind of opens a different, a different question. I, I've heard it said, you know, like sometimes we don't need to be able to judge where the money's going, that maybe to just give and trust mm. um, that God is going to take care of it and that God moved our hearts to give in the first place. Like, I don't know. What do you guys think about that?
1: Yeah, I think my... One of the the reflections that Christ in the City has really brought about in myself and a lot of other missionaries is what is a gift, right? What is a gift? And when our missionaries go to the streets, one thing we say to them is, you know, hey, when you go and initiate that conversation, you're giving them a gift of your time and presence. If someone responds in an enjoyable way and a loving conversation— that's great. Like, but you offered them that gift Mm -hmm. and the same response internally could be had if someone doesn't want your gift at all, right? right? When you offer your time, your name, whatever it may be, you give yourself a chance to be rejected, Mm. you know? And then we look at how God the father, because that is who we're emulating, gives to us Mm. just thing after thing after thing. And sometimes we receive those really well. And sometimes we're like, hey, God, thank you for this gift you've given in me. I'm not just going to use it or Mm -hmm. I'm going to use it for, you know, wrong. Mm -hmm. But he keeps giving to us, right? He keeps giving to us. And when you look at our missionaries, they're going to the street time and time again, sometimes the same people giving gifts and getting these gifts rejected, but they don't stop giving. And then we think of our own lives. Think of giving something like money at a stop sign. We really want it to go for certain things. And we're almost upset if it's not. Or, you know, other things. Like we give someone a gift, we're upset if they don't respond how we want them to. Yeah. Right? And like giving with that detached way that the Lord shows us. Mm -hmm. I think that is something that our missionaries have learned. I learned as a missionary, my goodness, it hurt when I started to get rejected on the Mm -hmm. streets. I don't know. I think that's just such a common experience. Like it hurts when you walk up to somebody and they're like, get away. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, but, but I'm smiling, you know, it's like, I'm I'm trying to love you. And they're just like, I don't care. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it, it's hard to go give again, Mm. you know, but we're called to. And I, I think that's one of those with this topic. It's like Shayla, that Bible passage at the beginning, right? We must. Give as we've decided in our heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. It's it's detached from the right. receiver. Right. We're like we're not we're not worried about how the receiver takes it, and I think that's a really good good thing about like the encounter, right? And what we what we try to encourage people here, and back to this original question of should you give money to the homeless, right? These rules for discernment, and one of them is just starts with understanding who you're giving to like Sam brought up and then also remembering what is a gift in the first place. Yeah. You know, it's like detaching yourself from how they receive it. Yeah.
0: And I think something interesting with that is, you know, money is not a strict need, right? We need money because we need the things money can get us. Yeah. And so I think something to ask yourself when you are being asked for money is, um, why what is the money going to be used for or what can I give you more directly so that we don't have to do the money thing, we can get right to the food or we can get right to uh, transportation or something like that. The point being is like sometimes we risk getting taken advantage of when we open our hearts and our wallets um, to somebody who is asking. Mm -hmm. And the question that we have to face is, am I willing to take that for love of Christ, I'm I'm not going to choose that, but am I willing to take it for the risk of love and mm-hmm. and I have I discern this uh, event or this this person and, and what they've told me um,
1: sufficiently to make a prudent decision.
0: Yeah, we're not yeah.
1: telling Sam. You're, yeah, you're not saying be a, a blind giver, right? Right, in a way, blind once you've given the gift, but before that, like really, really figuring that out. And I would say. The encounter is most likely greater than anything else. And once our friends on the streets, our homeless friends get mm-hmm. to know us, they don't even really ask for things first. Right. And would love to hear your guys' thoughts on that as well.
2: Yeah. I even, um, that reminds me of a time when I was actually by myself, I was going to the grocery store um, and... It sometimes can be hard, especially as a woman by yourself. Um, when you come across someone who's homeless and especially a homeless man, um, there's just a level of safety you have to think about and you, you automatically do think about, um, and he was sitting outside the grocery store and I, uh, walked in the grocery store. I saw him and I was going to come back out after I got my groceries and asked him if he needed anything. So I dropped my groceries at my car and then I went, went back over to, to, to say hello. And, um it was a cold day and I asked him if he would like a coffee actually. Um and he responded yes and so I there was a Starbucks in the grocery store I got him a coffee um and came back out and it would have been very easy just to like keep walking but I I felt out the situation and I was like okay he seems like not super um you know dangerous or anything like that very accepting of the coffee didn't ask for much more I might have gotten a granola bar or something um, so I handed him the coffee and I had gotten a coffee myself, but it was like, because I had just kind of gone that like little extra, extra mile just to get him a, a nice coffee or a warm coffee. Um, he felt open to it, like even let me enter into that space where he was sitting. Um, and so we, I just chat for a couple minutes and, um, he told me a little bit of his story and walking away from it, I was actually kind of like sad because I, he had, he had, Um, kind of like talked about a few of the struggles he wasn't in super cheerful spirits but I have always wondered with encounters like those how they have affected that person afterwards Mm -hmm. Um, because I know I still carry that with me and I still remember that encounter and that conversation with him and in a sense it was very beautiful because I felt like I was able to you know just give him a coffee and that was pretty normal but yeah it wasn't like anything out of this world extraordinary this crazy experience and I have never seen him again. Like I've never seen him since. Um but it was like going that extra mile to actually just talk with him for for a little bit. That really kind of went a long way for me actually. Um I don't know how that was for him, but for me I was like, wow, um I want to do that again. Like I want to try that again because he seemed like he received it well and wanted wanted to talk to someone even just for a few minutes.
0: Yeah. And I wonder about the difference like if you had just given him a couple bucks or yeah. you had bought him the coffee and gave it to him and just walked away. Like he would have gotten what he was asking for, but mm-hmm. there wouldn't have been this human interaction. Right. Um, and that human interaction, that's the thing that like motivates people to think about, um, their situation and be like, you know what? I, I, I liked that. And how can I get more of that? Or mm-hmm. what do I need to do to like not be in this desperation anymore? Um, somebody just saw me in mm-hmm. my desperation. So those little interactions go so far. I have a story that's almost, um, can contrast that, Mm. uh, just last week I pulled up, um, to these lights and there was a woman there, um, asking for money and I rolled down my window and I just asked her how she was doing and, um, where she was from and told her a little bit about myself. And you know, the minute, and as we're talking, this man is walking across the street, um, at the lights and he sees us talking and he whips out his wallet and as we are like mid sentence the guy walks up to the woman and just shoves this 20 into her hand and like doesn't mm-hmm. say anything and just walks away and she was like so stunned she it kind of scared her cuz she wasn't expecting yeah. it and mm. i i don't i don't uh, judge that man at all i think i mean it was very generous that he was willing to give something that he had earned mm. but there was no interaction at all it was just sort of this very transactional thing. And I thought, you know, how much more that $20 would have gone if he had stopped and like at least asked her, her name and how her day was going and mm. what she was in need of so that he could contribute to that. Wow. Um,
1: yeah. And like what you were giving her, like there was two gifts in that story. So right, there right. was the monetary gift from him and then you just giving her a little bit of your time, right? A smile, a uh, an introduction mm-hmm. and that is i i like that story is like honestly the the full scope of what you can do right mm-hmm. you can give without looking in the eye you mm-hmm. can just give or you can encounter or maybe you even do a little bit of both yeah. you know and i think that is something at christ in the city we really try to tell people mm-hmm. right with this we try to tell them like yes you can give those things but there's a better thing and that's the encounter and not saying don't give with it i i I know what we encourage a lot of is, you know, the care kits. I know, again, for for my wife and I and many of our listeners, many of our volunteers, they carry water bottles or granola bars or things in their car to hand out at stoplights. But just realizing that looking them in the eye and offering them the gift of your name, right, or a smile or a hello is a gift in and of itself that we don't take lightly. Like Sam was not taking lightly. In that moment, yes, he could have found a material gift to give. But in that moment, he was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself, Yeah. right? Myself and my name and my smile. And many of our friends actually prefer that, yeah. right? Of course, they need goods to survive, but they love that.
0: Yeah, it took some effort, too. I was not feeling very awake and very motivated to talk to anybody at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's real for all of us. All yeah. missionaries have those days of yeah. not feeling it. Yeah. You guys aren't going to believe this, but actually, just this morning, um, I was running a little late for work and I didn't have time for breakfast. And oh. um, so I got to the office and then I walked to this place um, a couple blocks away to get a burrito. And while I was there, I'm like, "Is this burrito going to be enough? I don't know." So <laughs> let me get this um, this bagel too. And so I ate the burrito and I'm walking back and I'm as I'm walking, I'm praying that the Lord would, um, inspire us to do this podcast. I, I really didn't know what we were huh. going to say. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm walking past this restaurant and there's this guy sitting outside of it and he's homeless. And he asks, Hey, do you have any money? Um, today? And I, I said, uh, no. And he's like, I'm really hungry. And I said, Oh, uh, well I actually have this extra bagel wow. um, that I can give you. And so I like, <laughs> Gave I like get it out of the bag and I, I give it to him and I learned his name. His name's Jonathan um, and he's been in Denver for about six months and he's trying to find work. Um, but he was hungry this morning and so uh, I just sat and chatted with him for like ten minutes um, wow. before I came in and um, got to know him a little bit. I asked if I asked if I could um, pray for anything um, in his life and he uh, he said no. He wasn't really a spiritual man, um, but. Yeah, I just got to know him and then as I was walking away I I just kind of said a Hail Mary for him, consecrated him to the Blessed Mother um today, uh the the feast yeah. of the Annunciation. And uh yeah, I don't know, I the Lord was just like answered that that prayer for some level of inspiration just this morning, you know, just I didn't give money, but I did give him what else I had in the moment, yeah. which was just an extra bagel and a mm-hmm. little bit of my time.
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I think that just, like, that aligns even, too, with the, the scripture verse from Corinthians. Um, like, you weren't scrambling. And when we come across people when we want to help, we don't, we don't, we aren't called to, like, scramble. It says not reluctantly or under compulsion. So, like, you didn't feel, like, compulsed to, to give this guy, um, go to an ATM and pull out 50 bucks. But you also didn't, you, you gave him what you had. And, like, you didn't, but you gave it freely. And you're like, whoa. I, I see that I was supposed to get a burrito and a bagel. Yeah, no, like the Lord
0: <laughs> provided in that moment. I yeah. didn't have to try super hard. Like I had an extra bagel. Providence had it that I missed breakfast that morning. And he even provided the gift that I was supposed to give. And it didn't have to be money in the moment. Yeah. Could have
1: been, but it didn't have to be today. Mm-hmm. And I think the another another angle to that story, Sam, is just realizing that the gift was prepared long before in your heart and mind, Mm. right? Like praying about these things beforehand, praying before you see a homeless person at a stop sign. Maybe as you're listening to this episode, like, Lord, what do you want me to do the next time I'm asked to give, Mm. right? And having it ready in your heart and mind, or at least ready to respond, right? You don't have to have the gift. Like we don't know when we're going to buy the extra bagel, right? You don't know what you're going to have in your back seat when the, when you come up to that stoplight or when you see someone at a corner, but we can know in our hearts, like, and form ourselves for that disposition to give Mm -hmm. and then discern in the moment. Right. And that's what we're, I think, trying to get at too, of like this understanding, this forming ourselves all the way from like getting to know the poor in our areas and, understanding them more to understanding what a gift is to understanding where we are with it. And then responding from that, even Mm -hmm. the risk like Sam talked about and being okay with that.
0: I, I love that. I, I think trusting that God is guiding you in your giving and leaning into his providence is so key. Um, back to the verse, you know, each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Um, if we are living in the Lord, we're praying, we're receiving the sacraments, um, we are in touch with God, we can trust that when our heart is moved in one direction or another to give money or to not, that the Lord is guiding that. Like we can just trust that he's in charge of that. And then we don't have to do all of the like mental gymnastics to decide, is this money being used correctly right, or right. Um, what's the consequences of this? We, we're just responding to grace. Um, and letting God figure it out. Mm-hmm.
2: And maybe you're feeling like inspired right now. You're like, okay, but I wanna do something to be ready for that, to be prepared for that, um, that next encounter. And I'm not saying whether or not you should give money. Um, I will, that's up to every situation and personal discernment. But one thing that we love to talk about and to do here and to help other groups do is care kits. Um, and care kits are an awesome way to be prepared. Um, to meet someone before you've ever even met them. Um, It's kind of like a way to, to love the homeless and to love the poor before you even have met them. So what a care kit is basically is, it's a water bottle, granola bar, hand warmer, socks, chapstick, just like basic... Toiletries, basic life things. You can pack it, pack it into a kit, into a, a little baggie, um, and keep them. Um, keep a couple of them in the back of your car. Uh, this is something I always like to do, actually, personally for myself. Um, I keep like three or four in my car, and um, I'm ready when I come across someone at a stoplight because some there is a part of me that does want to like give something hand handing over something because that person is asking for a physical something obviously what we are talking about here is the most valuable and most unique gift is a gift of yourself but in that 30 seconds that you might have with them at a stoplight um just even breaking that ice hey like reaching out the window hey i have socks and a water bottle they know exactly what they're like you can even hold that out the window they know exactly what they are walking up to when they come to your car you don't even have to like say, sorry, I don't have money. Like they, if they are walking up to your car when they see the water bottle and see the socks, um, they're going to accept it. And so that's an easy way to just break that ice initially. And then I always say, my name's Shayla. Like, what's your name? Um, And it's, even if it's going to be a 15, 30 second conversation, instantly that's already, I've broken the ice, introduced myself and given them a piece of me, my name, and um, hopefully received their name as well. A lot of times people are like, yeah, please pray for me in this area, or which is can be shocking sometimes. You're like, oh, whoa, if I wouldn't have never said anything, I didn't know to pray for you or didn't know you needed that. Um, So it can, it's super simple, but it can actually lead into much like deeper realities, deeper gifts.
0: Kind of reminds me of the care kits that. Um, my friends would receive in college oh, from yeah. their mothers. Yes, <laughs> it exactly. was like never really about the beef jerky
1: that you no. had. Yeah. No. It was just more about like, what well, mom was thinking of me. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah exactly. And that, and
1: it's that thought though that made you know you're loved.
2: Right. Totally. right.
1: It's like it wasn't the beef jerky that made you know you're loved or the Starburst. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it was the wow, she put the time into this.
2: Put a little note in there. Yeah. 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 And, yeah.
1: and you know, the, the beautiful thing about Care Kits and why I'm such a fan of them and so many of our our Christ in the city family or are fans of these care kits is it applies to all ages and all stages of life. Mm -hmm. I've had some parents tell us that their kids almost get too excited for stoplights Mm -hmm. uh, because they want to just hand them all out and just put their little hands out the window. (laughs) And I also know college students Mm -hmm. who are like, you know what? I just carry granola bars in my backpack now, not a full care kit but it's what I can carry, Mm -hmm. you know, and other people in their purses and cities or, you know, just all the different ways. And that's not a small thing. Sam, do you have any final thoughts on this big question, this question that we get so often?
0: Yeah. I think the question, should I give money? I, I think for me the thing to always have in mind when I am encountering the poor is that encounter, It's, do I see the person in front of me? Am I acknowledging their humanity? Um, And not just responding to this maybe fix-it mentality that's in me. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to give, go ahead and give. But see the person in front of you and let them know that you see them. Um, Wow. That makes all the difference. And if you're not going to give money, what will you give? Yeah. Will I give my time? Will I give my effort after work when I'm tired and I don't feel like rolling that window down to make an effort to say hello. Those are the types of things that that make the difference. One of the Bible verses that comes to mind um, when I think about possibly getting taken advantage of when I'm trying to help um, is this from Matthew 5. I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them for two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. In this passage, I don't see it as permission to get walked on. Um, (laughs) Right? That's not the point. Um, The point is not to get taken advantage of. I think what it is encouraging us to do is to look at the possibility of injustice, look at it in the face, and to keep loving confidently. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't mean be ignorant about the situation in front of me or not assess the risks, Um, but I think it's more about looking, looking at someone who's lost and love them in their waywardness. Um, and don't be anxious about yourselves and and your needs. Uh, that's that's kind of how I take that passage. So if I am giving to somebody who looks like they could possibly be using um, whatever resource I'm giving them um, in a in a way that's not good for them, I try to make a good decision and then I trust trust God that even if they are using it poorly, that hopefully this encounter, this, loving gaze that I am giving them is in a way loving them in the moment and not not getting discouraged about possibly getting hurt uh, in the meantime. Um, that's not, I'm looking at uh, JP2, a picture of JP2 now. He said, you know, true love sets no conditions. It does not calculate or complain. It simply loves. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to make wow. a, the best decision you can and then to just trust in God that somehow that encounter is going to make a positive difference. Wow. It takes faith that God ultimately is in control and that I don't have to be the one to calculate every single thing and make sure that the outcome is completely right. Like, it's it's something of a surrender and uh, a surrender to generosity. Um, I was just listening to a sermon the other day, and the priest said, you know, as Christians, we always know that that, the generous option is the one that we're called to. Um, Mm. And uh, again, I don't want our listeners to think like that just means give money, but (laughs) how am I called to be generous in this moment right now? And for personally, for me, it's usually am I willing to give my attention, my time, my mental energy to the person in front of me, or would I rather just tune out and, um, or in my car, turn up the music instead of rolled on the window.
2: Well,
1: Sam, thank you so much. Yeah, that is just so good and such a such a great reminder. See the person as a person, homeless but human. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. If anyone um, is interested in uh, learning more about care kits, we have on our website a little section on slash tips we have kind of the items that we put in there, the items that you sh- probably shouldn't put in them if you if you're just wanting some more information or ideas of how you can make a kit yourself,
1: yeah, it's great info, and feel free to check that out. Sam, awesome. thank you so much again for joining us. Um, we love having you in. Elsa I'm sure. Anyway. I am sure you will hear from him again, um, as this is just such an integral part of our program. So thank you all so much. And we pray for your own discernments, uh, for your next encounter with the poor, that the Lord may guide you and give you peace and truly uh, lead you closer to encountering the face of Christ in the poor you see.
2: Thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in today. Grateful to have this conversation about how we can actually love and be a gift of ourselves to the poor. We will see you all in a couple weeks. God bless.
1: God bless. Bye. Mother Teresa, one of our patrons, would say, If I look at the masses, I will not act. If I look at the one, I will. Because of these one-on-one encounters, because of people like you stepping out of your comfort zone, this mission is spreading. This mission is making its way into parishes, schools, seminaries, and communities nationwide. We have families making care kits for the homeless. College students coming on week-long mission trips and then going back on fire to serve the poor in their cities. Seminarians and small groups across the country doing Christ in the City style street ministry. This mission is becoming a national and worldwide endeavor. And we're so happy you're here. For even more in-depth Christ in the City training, exclusive videos and interviews with the homeless, we invite you to join our Known and Loved Monthly Giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways you can join us in this mission. Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our Known and Loved community and receive a special Christ in the City gift. Imagine with me for a moment if every homeless person had one friend who cared about them. What a difference that would make in the world. And what if that one friend is you. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, podcast platforms, and do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave us a review. Again, check us out more at christinthecity.org. God bless you.